Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Bloody Mary legend real? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we are your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on, Rebecca? <laughs> uh, you know, summer. Um, summertime, eat- summertime, some, some, summertime. Been eating fruit. Whoa. <laughs> Man, life in uh, in quarantine land is uh, is boring. Yeah, well, I like the pineapple. <laughs> you like the pineapple. That's- pineapple for Pat. Yeah. That's what I call it. That's true. But I will say the the exciting thing that happened today is that um, we, <laughs> not planned, uh, both wore our Ghostly Podcast t-shirts, yes. the team, hashtag Team Skeptic and the much better hashtag Team Believer. Oh, is it? Much better. T-shirts. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. We'll see. We'll um, it, see who like won the for polls recording day. Like I, I, and I'm going to be honest. I actually wasn't even thinking about it when I put it on this morning. Just that I like this shirt, <sighs> and I just put it on. And then you showed up, and you're wearing yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. No, no. It's been a good. It's been a good few weeks. I mean, my work is very busy, which you know. I mean, that's that's a that's a good thing. And yeah. um, you know, the weather is warm, but um, it cooled off for a little while. Been trying to take some walks. Mm. So I don't. I don't like the bright light. I don't like like a lot of sunlight. I, love I know. It. I am like totally opposite. This is one of those unpopular opinions. Something mm. until now that I've been afraid to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't like bright light. It gives me the headaches. Well, it gives you me know, the I've, migraines. Yeah, I've, I, and I get that. I have a, a few friends that are that way. I mean, for me, I love it. I love the sunlight. I love that it's summer and it stays light till later. I can go for a walk at eight o'clock and it's fine. Yeah. Speaking of it being fine, though, we should get into this show. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's keep moving. Because people here. don't want to hear us just <laughs> ramble on. <laughs> this is true. So, do we have any listener mail this we week? We do. We do. Um, so, we have a follow-up oh. from our listener, MJ. So, if you remember- Michael Jordan. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, he, he may be a listener. He may be. If you are, Michael, please, <laughs> um, please let us know, and we would be happy to have you on the show. Yeah. That's true. Talk about, you know, the spirit <laughs> of former Bulls players. Okay. Yes. Uh, we Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyways, no, this is not. <laughs> Sorry to sidetrack you there. Uh, but if you guys remember, um, this was a few episodes ago, but we had um, two weeks where we told MJ's story and um, she and her family, they moved a couple different places and had entities follow them. And oh, yeah, it was it was pretty um, terrifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions I had had at that time was, you know, I hope that or thoughts I had was just that I, I hoped things were, were better, you know, for them. Um, so this was her follow up email to me. All right. All right. So listening to you retell my story of how the weird supernatural happenings 
um, that I had been dealing with for the last couple of years made me feel like I was not imagining everything. Um, After listening to the podcast, my husband was disappointed that I didn't tell you about the reoccurring slugs that we get at each house. Oh, okay. I (laughs) I don't think that's paranormal, though, is it? Well, I mean, that's up to debate. Okay. She says, I didn't see it as an important part of our story, but he said, if I were to tell you more about our story, then I needed to tell you about the slugs. At the end of the third segment, Oh, that's right. This was even like three segments, and this is going to be long as <laughs> as well. Um, you all suggested that I write in if weird things continue to happen. Well, it's up, uh, coming up on a year with living in the new place, and surprise, surprise, things continue to happen. With the last three places we had lived, it had only been one entity, the dark figure. But with the new place, it seems like I was right We did manage to lose it at the last house, but by losing one, we gained three. Oh. The red entity, the pale one, and the one in the bathroom. Wow. (laughs) Which I like that. I'm sorry. It's not, I don't mean to laugh because it's got to be terrifying. The paranormal potty room. But I, whew. But it's actually appropriate for this episode as we will learn. Yes. Okay. The one in the bathroom, we call the bathroom demon is much like the previous instances at the other houses, but it likes to turn the light out and talk to us when we are in the shower. Ooh. I'm not allowed to do any fart jokes, but can I do potty jokes? No. Okay. All right. That's Not fair. during this time. No fart, fart, fart. No fart, fart, fart. Uh, uh, while it is talking, it mimics our voices, so we think that we are talking to each other. It also likes to mess with the towels by knocking them down from the shelf. Now the Ooh, re- I've had that happen. Mm. Oh. Starts to make you rethink things. Now with the red entity, I remember the first time I had seen it. My husband was away for work and the kiddos were asleep in their beds. I was sitting in the living room and where I was sitting, you can directly see the kitchen window. While sitting there, I had noticed something darting back and forth by the window. I started to stare at the window when the thing that was darting finally stopped and just stood in front of the window. This was weird because the window was on the second floor and there was no walkway up to the window. It was a drop off to the ground below. I got up and walked towards the window to see what was going on. And when I got to the window, it banged on the window, then disappeared. Since Mm. then, you can see the red entity looking around corners of the house and appearing in doorways but it is rather quiet, like they are observing us. Ooh, they. They. Mm. Well, we don't know the sex of the Oh, ghost, that's true. So. I was thinking multiple, but you're right. We shouldn't assume what... Gender, yeah. Gender. Is there gender in ghosts? I don't know, but yeah, maybe yeah. not assume. You know? Sure. On to the next. The pale one is a shape-shifting entity. Ooh. The monster in the closet, according to my son. Most of the time, it is normal height and wearing an entirely white slash gray hooded robe. It has appeared standing several feet taller than my son and taller than my husband. It has shown itself as about the same height as my daughter, but Hmm. all the while dressed entirely in a white gray hooded robe. Like a Jedi-ish kind of thing? I guess. I don't know, but it seems like it changes heights. Ooh. In the instance with it standing by my son, he had come running into the kitchen claiming that there was a monster in his room. And when I looked up from my laptop, 
I had seen the figure standing behind my son. At that point, I took the kids and went outside and waited for my husband to come home. It likes to pace in a T-shaped part in the center of the house. It will walk from the children's room to our room to the living room and back. Wow. Yeah. And I think there's uh, there's more to this. If yeah. I remember, I, I divided this in half because there's more. Wow. Um, and the slugs. We didn't even hear about the slugs in this. Well, just that they exist, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, slugs, I mean. Slugs, slugs exist in the world. They do, I've, but I mean. I've seen them. Yeah. But usually not that many. Anyway, so. So thank you, MJ, yeah. for uh, letting us know the status. And I'm sorry that you traded one for three. I hope they are peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Rebecca, what if somebody wants to send you a ghost story? Yeah. So it, we love to hear these. And uh, they've been coming in lately. I really love it. Uh, they can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com. Yeah. They can also uh, call and leave a voicemail at 630-448-2138. Yeah, we love that. That's, We've only gotten one so far. Yeah, but, but that was really cool. It was really cool. It really feels like you know we're interacting with you. Right, and then you don't have to tape it up. But there is one other way, though. There is. Do you want to share it? Yeah, I will, gladly. Um, we've been hoping for a actual physical letter like snail mail remember how you used to have to well you guys might be too young for this mm. but we used to actually write letters and put stamps on an envelope and send it you buy stamps at the post office right yeah which is you know that's a good thing to do yeah. to have stamps and so to support the post office we would love to receive some mail from you and you could mail us at p.o box number 264 in geneva illinois 60134. Yeah, we uh we love getting mail. It's super fun and um I remember writing letters when I was in camp as a kid. I it, it was cool and I liked getting letters. Oh. With like pen pals and stuff. Oh yeah, I used to write letters. I just wasn't that great at it, but a ghostly letter would I mean, be something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some very exciting news to announce. So we are going to start a new contest for Ghostly. This contest will start Saturday, August 1st, and will run through the month of August, the entire month of August. Yep. We'll announce the winner on our September 2nd episode. So the contest is a Ghostly trivia contest. Yeah. And you can find the link by either joining the Ghostly Society on Facebook, just do a search for Ghostly Society and look for the Ghostly logo, or going to our website at ghostlypodcast.com slash trivia. That will take you right over starting on August 1st. Yes. Um, so there will be a link to a Google form where uh, the person that answers the most questions correctly on the ghostly trivia will receive the prize of their choice of ghostly t-shirts. It could be a hashtag team skeptic shirt. Or a hashtag like. team believer Or shirt. even our... Um, one that we have up there for Bob Anderson, which is the uh, the Easter Island Massacre yeah. T-shirt, or the microclimates. Yeah, we have a couple microclimate ones. We do. And uh, if you would like a special shirt, maybe that says the winner. All you gotta do is just let me know, and I can make that for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but if more than one person has the same amount of correct answers, 
we are going to randomly pick one. Yep, from all the ones that answered the most correctly. Yes, and we will try to find a way to make that where we don't have any interaction that it just picks it for us. Oh, yeah, no, no. Technology, right? Yeah. So starting August 1st, go to the ghost, go to Ghostly Society or ghostlypodcast.com slash trivia for your chance to win some ghostly gear. Absolutely. So you've got till August 1st to uh, start that re-listen because it will be trivia. back it and will be, listen. It will be trivia specific to ghostly. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily the ghost stories, maybe just ghostly in itself. I mean, there's a lot of things available to this, so. And we're going to try to make it fun. We're going to have some fun questions in there. Yeah. Um, that we're looking forward to hearing your answers for. So, um, yeah, so we should just get right into the history then, No, right? no, no. We have one more thing to do. Oh. As always, it's time for the polls. Oh, yeah, I it, was hoping that we just... No, would... no, we have to read the polls. All right. All right. So this is uh, for our last episode, The Island of the Dolls. The question was, is the Island of the Dolls haunted? What are you thinking, Pat? Where'd we end up? I'm thinking that, what, 65 or 66% said yes, and that would mean 35 or 34% said no. Yep, you're pretty spot on there. It's <laughs> because almost I like copied you and pasted saw it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's sixty six percent said yes, and thirty four percent said no. I have to say, I'm really surprised by this one. I am too, uh, because the comments were very supportive in in me. But I mean, here's the thing: I just want people to think about you know these stories, and I don't think there's any one person out there that believes every single ghost story that they've ever heard. Yeah, no, that's very true. So, yeah, so we always I want everyone want to, to be open-minded. I want you to think about it, and I want you to... That's why we have Ghostly, right? Absolutely. So that you get all the evidence, and you can decide for yourself. So I'm happy that hashtag Team, team Believer won. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen the same way for this one. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, all so right. yeah, let's talk about, about the episode that yeah. we are going to be doing. This episode is dedicated to all the young girls having slumber parties with their BFFs. We do like those. Yeah, I mean... I still have those sometimes. Isn't where this is done? Yeah, this is the slumber parties, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think... That there's ever been a boy sleepover thing where they've done the Bloody Mary. I don't thing. know. Well, I've heard some stories that involve boys, but I think it's usually with a girl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, because boys usually would wrestle or something like that, not like the pillow fights that you guys have. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, maybe we would even, boys would even just tell ghost stories. We so, also do that. Yeah, but um, boys would not just stand in front of a mirror in a darkened bathroom together. That just doesn't <laughs> seem like us. So to summon Bloody Mary, you stand in front of a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. In a dark room. Yep. Some would say that you would light a candle. Yes. And say some form of the name Bloody Mary a certain amount of times. I've heard 13. I've heard three. I've I've heard both. Uh, and she is supposed to be summoned then, right? Yes. She's supposed to come to you. She can come about as an image of, of her in the mirror or an image of the person that is doing it with blood on their face or eyes scratched out or some kind of deformity. Exactly. Uh, somehow, though, as we get older, we kind of forget all about this. You never see adults doing this. No, it is definitely more often 
younger preteen yeah. teens well you don't see adults doing it until this episode <laughs> more about that later uh it got us thinking though uh what are the origins of the bloody mary story and is there a possibility that there could be some something real about this story yeah i mean it's a question i mean i doubt it <laughs> <laughs> so uh what do we have for a ghost story so actually, today's a really special ghost story. Yes. So the second that we had this idea for this episode, I knew that we needed to get my friend Cheryl on the episode. Your BFF. My BFF uh, of ever. And she was in our Ouija board episode. Yes. Because um, she's definitely someone that has had a lot of things go on in her life that are paranormal, yeah. um, especially when she was younger. And she has a Bloody Mary story. So I thought... What a perfect story for us to hear. Yeah. And the audio might not be the greatest because it was done over Zoom. We're trying not to do Zoom as much because, you know, uh, we're trying to produce the best possible audio for you. But this one had to be done over Zoom for social distancing. Yep. And the connection. Yeah. You know, the Internet. Yeah. Not as great. But but here is the interview. All right, so we have one of my, one of my, my best friend in the whole world, Cheryl, with us today. Um, And when we thought of this topic, when I say we, when Pat thought of this topic, I had no hesitation. I knew immediately that I had to bring you in um, because uh, you have a story about this. So Cheryl and I have been friends since, okay. What we met in third grade, but we weren't friends until fifth grade. Right. I believe. Right. Okay. And this story, I think, happened in like fourth grade. So I don't know, or fifth grade. Like I'm not sure if we we were friends at this point or if we just learned about it afterwards. Can't quite remember. But anyways, we've been friends for a long, long time. Um, and listeners, you may remember Cheryl from uh, our Ouija board episode because she was also on um, telling us a story for that. So uh, welcome, Cheryl, back to the ghostly. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, okay. Yeah. So this is so bloody Mary is our topic. Um, And sure. I'm just going to let you tell the story of what you remember and what happened and all that. Well, I feel like a broken record because, during the Ouija board episode, I said the same thing. Like, I feel like my memory is a little fuzzy on this, <laughs> but there's certainly a few things that are very clear to me. So I'll just tell what I can remember. And um, like you said, it was maybe a fourth grade birthday party, third or fourth mm-hmm. grade, somewhere in there. And a um, bunch of girls over at someone's house. And we decided that we wanted to do the Bloody Mary thing. So we went in the bathroom and I believe it was the birthday girl went in front of the mirror and she's the one who said it. Okay. And, and I was not in there, by the way, we did it in two groups and I was not in your group. I'm just going to say was not in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you all. I only am sure about one other person who was in the room, Hannah, but there were certainly a group of girls and we went in and she said the bloody Mary thing repetitively as you're supposed to. And 
I don't really remember much else from that particular. I think uh, probably a lot of giggling. We threw the lights on. Like, I don't really remember what actually happened. And Rebecca, maybe you remember the retelling of what happened inside of the room. I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Again, this is where it gets creepy because I feel like your mind like blocks out stuff (laughs) is what happens because I was outside of the room. So I I was waiting with my group, right? Because, and I don't remember if we had already gone and like nothing happened or if like we went next and nothing happened. Like that's, I do remember when I was in there, nothing happened. But I remember your group, there was screaming, like bloody murder, right? Bloody Mary, like screaming, everybody ran out and no one would tell us what they saw. Like there was no like anything other than they, everyone was completely terrified. Like I had never seen girls terrified before. Like it was not like, it was not a normal level of like, ah, good giggle, giggle. Like it was truly like people being terrified uh, about the situation, which is why I feel like, I don't know if I went first or second, but I can't imagine why we would have still gone in, but maybe we thought we were going to see whatever you guys saw. Um, And I just remember like the weirdness that happened, like, again, that it was, you told me that you saw a face in the mirror. Again, what you saw, I don't know, because I was not in there. Yeah, I mean, there, there definitely was terror in the bathroom at this birthday party. Like, I remember being scared out of my mind and definitely like, the vibe of the entire group was scared out of our minds. But I think what actually scared me more was what happened after the fact, which was um, the person who had said the words and was standing there looking in the mirror and the person who we thought we saw this imagery against their face in the mirror. Because, you know, when you're standing in a dark bathroom, you can see an outline of a person, but you can't really see their features. And I feel like what happened was there was an accentuating of features that were not hers. And, and, but what happened after the fact is really clear in my mind, which was she wore red every day for, I want to say it was like a week or so after the fact. Yes. it really freaked everyone out who was at the party. And certainly I see Pat's face. He's already <laughs> like jumping in there. <laughs> but it what? was terrifying for a third or fourth grader to have this experience and then have this sort of lingering effect. And, and I know we all talked about it. I mean, it's not like just one person noticed it or it, it was it was a thing it was a very terrifying shared experience among the dozen or so girls who were there because i was gonna say like i the the whole thing about her wearing red i didn't even notice that at the time like it wasn't like i because i was again we weren't close friends yet so we were in the same friend group we like knew similar people, but it wasn't like you and I were chatting all the time. And I think it was like, 
maybe like a year later or something when we became friends and you were like, well, didn't you notice she wore red every day that week after? And I was like, what? Like I had no, like I, I don't remember, like I wasn't aware of that. So I think it was like, <clears throat> like your group and even the birthday girl herself. It's again, again, this is not a person that I think either of us was ever like close friends with. I mean, maybe you you were more than I was at that point, but like, I don't know, it was that you were like even talking to her and being like, hey, why are you wearing red every day? Like it was like it was subconscious on her part. Like, I don't think. I'm pretty sure you're right that no one discussed it with her because I think we were all freaked out by it and waiting to see what would happen the next day and the next day. You know, I, I feel like she was not privy to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to try to recreate this um, for the episode. So um, do you remember how many times you said Bloody Mary? Or was there anything else with Bloody Mary? Like no, there's one where, where people say, Bloody Mary, I'm going to kill your baby or something. Come to the mirror was the phrase that we repeated. So it come was to Bloody the Mary, come to the mirror. You know, and- I heard about this red and Elliot also heard about Bloody Mary, but anyway. But um, so Bloody Mary, come to the mirror, and there was a certain number of times that you had to repeat it. You know, I don't, I want to say 10 or some even number. Oh, wow. That, but. Okay. So these I've heard days, 13 would, before, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. Right. Yeah. I don't actually oh. remember how many times we repeated it. And it's funny because I don't, you know, at that point, it was all verbal lore it's not like we were going on the internet and looking up how many times do you say bloody mary and what exactly is the phrasing it was all mm-hmm. kind of um yeah and like i don't think i had ever i don't even know if i had ever heard of it before going to this party like i mean i yeah i don't know i think it was her idea too oh yeah so, she wanted so to do that it kind of reinforced the weirdness of the whole situation right like how were you compelled like are you doing this on your own like I remember that speculation a bit or like what's causing you to do this yeah was there was there a candle or anything no we it was a, a bathroom with no windows and we turned off the light so it was very close to pitch black now it was not nighttime it was the middle of the day Okay. So light but coming in under very- the door and like, yeah. Okay. And it was just a regular bathroom mirror. Yeah. Just a suburban standard house. Was it like a square okay. mirror or like a round mirror? Like what could you, should, could you just see her or could you see all of you? I'm trying, I, I remember being seeing all of us, but that's just my, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And that I couldn't, I'm, I'm like searching for those memories. I want to say that it was like a, a mirror that came down to the vanity and like a square or rectangular mirror, not okay. like the kind of circular one where you would just see one person's face. Yeah. yeah. Now also I've heard that, um, that she will only come to a woman saying it. So Rebecca, you might have to actually say this then. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, 
it needs to because we need to do this. Um, you decided that you needed to do this. I did not agree. No, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, now, Pat, you Can had I one other. Oh, go ahead. I, I have to confess that this, so I am now in my early 40s, I'll admit. <laughs> I have to confess <laughs> that when I walk into a dark bathroom, this is the thing that I think about still to this day. When I can just see, like barely see the shadow of my silhouette, you know, this is what I think about. Wow. Every so, time. Oh, me so, too. Every time. So as a mother, would you allow your kids to do this? No. No. I mean, okay. allowed. That's not, it's not like yeah. we went to her mom yeah. and we're like, can we do Bloody Mary come to the sure. mirror, you know? But if I you mean, were asked. I would encourage against it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. other questions, Rebecca? Um, I don't think so. I mean, other than it just to say like it's um I, I think I think your your memory is is better than I than you know you were kind of saying at first because I think that sounds right when you describe it as to what I remember you maybe telling me before, which was it was about almost seeing like something overlying on her face, not necessarily like an extra person showing up or you know what I mean but it was almost like a change in her yes and that was and then that's why it was so scary then that and and like when we say wore red every day too I don't think it was necessarily that she was like dressed all in red like head to toe but it was like she no but like a red shirt or red red, scarf every day and so I think it was just like this something being you know like being scared that like something was happening to her you know and that um, and just that sheer terror that came along with it. So some of the things that people have said that they've experienced is that they will either see Mary or they will see the person uh, face morph in, into some way. Sometimes eyes are gouged out, sometimes scratches, and sometimes blood covering the face. So those are the three different things that people have claimed over the years yeah i i want to say that there was not necessarily anything particularly scary about the face it's just that it was not hers okay so it was bloody mary then maybe that's your words (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm not saying it i'm just yeah just putting it out there thinking maybe possibly (laughs) all right so do you have anything going on that you wanted to plug or anything like that since we have you on here yeah what's going on with the store Ah, well, we're chugging along still. We started delivering curbside now with the whole COVID thing and um, Mad Cat still serving all the pets of Madison. So So tell us about, tell us about Mad, Mad Cats. What is it? What do you guys do? It's a pet supply store and we um, kind of, as you might guess with the name, really specialize in cat supplies, um, pet nutrition, 
holistic health. We really are into natural options and um, try to help our customers find all the things they need. And we have other products for dogs and small pets, but we kind of joke that they're mostly so that you can do one shop stopping one stop shopping and spend more time. So (laughs) is it just in Madison or can they order online or anything? We do not do online delivery. Although if there's specific products people want, they can call and place an order and we will ship. All right. Very cool. I've, I've, you have an excellent selection of cat toys. I will say that I, if I ever need a unique cat toy, I know the place to go is mad cat. So, all right. So if they're in Madison, they can just uh, Google uh, Mad Cats and find you guys. You bet. All right. That sounds cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see Bloody Mary. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, I guess, you know, I need a little time to think about that. Yeah. That's, so. uh, it, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, so let's let's take a break and then we'll come back with our Bloody Mary history. All right, sounds good. So here at Ghostly, we have a new sponsor, Sinister Coffee and Creamery. Yeah, Sinister Coffee and Creamery is a shop in Portland owned by an amazing couple, Kelly and Michelle, who are also super into the paranormal and do their own investigations in addition to making amazing coffee. What's really cool is that they pick their coffee names to give insight into the deeper meaning behind supernatural and paranormal terminology. Our favorite blend is Apparition. It's a medium roast with delicious chocolate oats. And Ghostly listeners get 10% off when they use the code GHOSTLY10 on their order at SinisterCoffeeAndCreamery.com. And that will be in our show notes, too. It will. So order some today and enjoy a little ghost with your coffee. All right, Rebecca, you ready for some history? Yes, I'm excited to hear about this. Some some hashtag pet facts. Pet facts. <laughs> we need to get some kind of music for that. We yeah. <laughs> so if you're out there and you you make music, if you want to make that for us, we would play play it on the show and give you credit for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, hashtag pet facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you because you I mean, if anyone listens to our Walking Dead podcast, Pat has his own theme song for. For that, so for the spoiler for corners. the spoiler corner, yeah. so I'm sure he would love it for pet facts. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, getting to the core of who this Mary is can prove to be almost impossible. What? Shocking. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what we thought is that we'd go over some of the possibilities of who Mary could be, and then go over some of the whys and hows. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to go over. How these legends start. Usually these stories are told in the form of, my friend did this and then this happened. Uh, they are told at sleepovers or camping trips usually. Sometimes even it is an older person that is the source of where we find out about these stories. Old like Cheryl and I. 
Huh. Um, you know, maybe slightly older than the girls doing it. Maybe, maybe a teenager is telling a preteen. Oh, gotcha. Sure. So, oh, yeah. That there's always like a ten year old, like, oh, my older sister told me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I read a Washington Post article that talked all about this and thought it was kind of interesting. So it's due in part to word of mouth and the practicality of a concept. One person says it to another, and we are more willing to believe these stories when we are younger because, I, I mean, what do we know, right? So we don't know anything about the world when we're younger, and this just sounds like it could happen. Like the story that, we, that we've all probably heard of the babysitter that gets a call from a stranger, but the call is actually coming from inside the house, right? Yes, that is a common story. That is a common story. So we are especially attached to stories that seem appropriate to us, like the babysitter one. It can be scary to be in somebody else's house, and we can put ourselves into that situation and the horror that we would feel. So we're more, more able to believe these kind of stories. Bloody Mary fits this perfectly. It has the word of mouth, as this is not something taught to us by teachers and most often not by parents, um, but by our peers. And we could easily fit ourselves into this story as a dark bathroom seems very fitting for something scary to happen. Yeah, and I, it, I, it is interesting to think about the bathroom concept. Yeah. Um, that I think, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit in the interview with Cheryl, but the idea that if for most people, that's the room in your house you can make dark. Yeah, in some places. It and it really has depends. a mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, there, there's no, in the story, in like the legend, there's nothing that says it has to be a bathroom. No. But it almost but it always does, is in the but story. But it has to be a mirror, though. So where are you going to find a mirror in your house? Right. In a place you can close the door without windows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some bathrooms have windows. And there's other rooms that don't have windows. But I'm just Ooh, saying. Very good point. Common. So usually these kind of stories have a certain person that sparked the idea for it. Bloody Mary may have just been made up, or, I don't, I don't know, it's really hard to find the source of the first telling of the Bloody Mary story. But I did find three possible candidates to who it could have been molded from. Okay. So the first one we have is Mary Tudor, which is Mary the First of England. I don't know if she went by Mary the First. Or she would just have gone by Mary, right? Yeah, I guess at that point. I think right? looking back, we can say Mary. Right, the first. right. Yeah. At the time, yeah. So she was born on February eighteenth, fifteen sixteen, and died on November seventeenth, fifteen fifty eight. She is best known for her vigorous attempts to reverse the English Reformation. The English Reformation is when England broke away from the Catholic Church, so Mary's father could get a divorce and remarry. Um, you know, Henry VIII. Yeah. The English actually had a lot more reason than just the divorce to break away from Catholicism, but a divorce or, or an annulment was definitely one of the major reasons. Mary was only queen for about five years, but in this time, she had over 280 people burned at the stake for religious reasons and was then known as Bloody Mary by her Protestant um, opposition. Yeah, and, uh, and, for, and as hard as she tried to, to knock it down, 
It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> okay, so then we have the Countess Elizabeth Bathory of Hungary. She was born on August 7th, 1560, and died on August 21st, 1614. She was labeled by the Guinness World Record as the most prolific female murderer. Wow, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records? The Guinness World Records. I don't know if she's actually in the book. I mean, I read the book a lot as a kid, but I don't remember. You like read it cover to cover? Oh my gosh, I had a copy. Or did you just like sift through it for stuff well i right i just looked for the guys on the motorcycles the 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 people with the guy with the (laughs) long fingernail come on that's disgusting if you don't know who i am talking about then you didn't grow up (laughs) in america okay um so the exact number of of victims though has been debated throughout the years she and her gang of four were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of young women between the years 1590 and 1610. This is where things just get crazy. The highest number of victims that I have seen is 650. Wow. That she killed. Yeah, I can see how she (laughs) uh, gets a record for that then. And there are more than 300 witnesses and a ton of physical evidence, which I don't really want to talk about because of how horrific it was. Also, uh, there is a legend or belief that she liked to bathe in the blood of virgins. This was only told after she died, though, so it's a little bit questionable. But yeah, so she was nicknamed the Blood Countess and the Countess Dracula. Wow. Because of the blood bathing. Creepy. Right? And then finally, this is one of the most popular beliefs, that the origin of Bloody Mary came from Mary Worth. Mary Worth was believed to have lived in Wadsworth, Illinois, which is just west of Gurney in Lake County. (laughs) We gotta get it local. Yeah, it's pretty local to us, yeah. Uh, They put the time period to be in the 1800s, probably before the Civil War. Although I have seen some stuff that that makes me question the year exactly. Okay. Um, Mary lived in a cabin in the woods, which made people speculate that she was a witch to begin with, because no woman would live by herself in the woods. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, in those days, seriously, I mean, there was questions to be made then of a woman living in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. they They, I'm sure, questioned it. Yeah, so they they believe she was a witch then. Yeah. But to be fair, she was also known for selling tinctures and herbal remedies around town. Very witchy. <laughs> uh, the locals all feared her and didn't want to get close unless they needed something. Of course, unless they needed yeah. something. Uh-huh. Now, of course, I do want to say that I used to consider myself a witch. Um, so uh, some of these things is just kind of crazy to me it's all you know has to do with bashing pagans and stuff like that for this part but then it gets kind of crazy okay um so small girls started to go missing around the town some town folk even looked into the area around mary's cabin mary worth was an older lady but the locals started to say that she looked more youthful after the girls went missing then There was the miller's daughter. The young girl was hearing a sound that somehow only she could hear. 
Her mother was treating a toothache with one of Mary Worth's tinctures. The young daughter was being drawn by this sound, and the father followed her. Somehow he lost her in the woods and started shouting for her. A farmer heard and helped him look for his daughter, and they spotted a light at the edge of the woods. This is when they saw Mary Worth with a wand pointing it at the miller's house. They saw the daughter was being drawn to Mary. The farmer and the father went after her, and they were joined by other town folk, armed with rifles and pitchforks. Mary Worth broke the spell and took off, but she wasn't quick enough. The father loaded his gun with a silver bullet. Somehow he just had a silver bullet with him. I don't know how that happened, but he did. He fired the gun and struck Mary Worth on the hip. This brought her down to the ground, and she was caught. She was taken to a stake and burned without so much as a trial. As she burned, she set a curse upon the villagers and told them that if they ever dared utter her name in a mirror, she would be back for them. When Mary was dead, the villagers went to her cabin and found the remains of the missing girls. Wow, that's a really crazy story. Yeah. Now, I will say I have heard or read that story um, in different towns. Like so have I. Yeah, like the first time I read it, it was at somewhere in the northeast, like Salemish area. You know, so I feel like that is a common, a common tale. But we did find this. Yeah. This story locally. Yeah. People feel pretty confident of some of them. We did. Some some people claim to have had interviews. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so now we're going to take a look at some of the techniques used in conjuring Bloody Mary. So the first one we're going to look at is the idea of scrying. Have you ever heard that before, Rebecca? I have heard the term. So scrying is looking into an object to get a message or a vision. It could be to predict the future or it could be to see something that you that you weren't there to see. Okay, I gotcha. So it's it's like a divination kind of thing. Gotcha. The exact origin of time for scrying can be very hard to mark as this is something that has been happening for thousands of years. It started more with pools of water. Uh, it basically will put the person doing it into a trance or a heightened awareness. Uh, through scrying, messages can be displayed, and it's up to the person who is doing the scrying to interpret those um, messages okay. and determine the meaning. This is something that really pushed the Bloody Mary story forward. There's an old greeting card that dates back to the early 1900s that uh, depicts a scrying or divination ritual it encouraged young um, young women to walk backwards up a flight of stairs while holding a candle and a hand mirror. And as you were doing this, you would gaze into the mirror. You were supposed to be able to see a glimpse of who your future husband would be or how he would look. But you may also see a grim reaper or a skull instead. This would indicate that you weren't going that you were going to die before you got married. Wow. 
That's super interesting. Right? I actually, I did see that picture and I will definitely put it in the show notes. Awesome. Because it's super weird. It is. It's a it's a card. It's a greeting card that has it on there. I did not realize it was a greeting card. Yeah. That's insane. For uh, Halloween, I believe. Too. Ah, right, right. Okay. But um, scrying's been around for a very long time. It's a very ancient technique. I'm remembering now where I've heard of it before, which is on the show Charmed. I was going to say Charmed, yeah. too. So the other thing that we have going on during this is chanting. The Bloody Mary ritual mixes scrying or divination or whatever we're going to call it and chanting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is repeating sacred or magical words, names, or phrases to alter one's consciousness and maybe raise your potential psychic power. Chanting could be done in combination with other activities such as dancing, drumming, or anything else. It is said to be the oldest and most universal technique to align human consciousness. In magic, this power is utilized in spellcraft. When the power is raised, the spell, a desired goal or outcome, is chanted forcefully. The energy sent out into the spiritual realm thus works to manifest change in the physical realm. And chanting has been an important part of magical rituals since ancient times. In ancient Greece, female sorceresses were said to howl their magical chants. Early and medieval sorcerers and magicians also chanted their incantations in forceful voice, uh, a practice carried into modern times. So folk witches chanted their charms and spells. And it's also very, very hypnotic. No, this makes a lot of sense. So if you were to say something over and over again, it could be very hypnotic, right? Right. And then you're combining it with looking in a mirror, which is a scrying thing to see something of the future or see something of another world. Or past, too. Or past, past. right. So interesting. So somehow, like, these two things kind of combined... With this sto- these stories of some bloody woman. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I would say that that's probably um, old folklore and stuff like that about the Bloody Mary. But this, but the idea of scrying and chanting in combination are done often in uh, spellcraft. Yeah, I'm just. It's just. It's just curious to me that why at some point someone was like, "We need to conjure." the spirit of Bloody Mary, whoever that was at the time, whether it was Mary Worth or one of these other women, and that, like, let's come up with a a ceremony, a spell, or whatever, Yeah, where we're looking in the mirror, we're chanting the name, which what we chant can be different, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it just depends on, on how you learn it. Um, I mean, there's no record of this, obviously, just like there isn't with any... Well, there might be in, stories, in a but... witch's book of shadows, which is like a spell book or like a book that's bound to the the witch itself. So maybe the person that first... Maybe they wrote it in their book of shadows, yeah. Interesting. I had a book of shadows. And um, so also, too, I do want to say that the first time that I see it in any kind of literature is after the drink the Bloody Mary was made. 
So mm. it could just be to promote the drink as well. I there's records of it before that, but I yeah. <laughs> it's been around for a while. But I'm sure that was a. I'm sure they like to encourage. Maybe it. yeah, <laughs> just drink a Bloody Mary and go look in the mirror. And... I will also say I read a an academic paper mm-hmm. um, that uh, a woman wrote a thesis. Um, I don't know if it was ever published, but um, I didn't look for that, but. Um, where she talked about that it became very, very popular in the early 80s. Yeah. That was like where it really came out. Like After she, the Bloody Mary drink was made in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it was like she talked to people that, you know, were preteens in like the early 70s and they never heard of this ritual. And then the <laughs> people later did. So it was interesting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, there are records of it existing before that, but the popularity sure. definitely increased. Have so. you ever drank a Bloody Mary? Once. It was horrible. I hate everything about <laughs> it. It is like well, what would you all want, bad. What would you want on top of your Bloody Mary drink, though? Uh, I'll have a burger, so then I can just yeah. not drink the they Bloody Mary. They have like Mary. sliders on there. I've yeah. seen, you know, stalks of celery, of course. <gasps> I know you hate celery. I hate celery. Maybe some cilantro hate tomato, in it. Tomato. Juice, hate celery or hate cilantro, everything bad, just everything bad about it. All right. Well, maybe after this episode, you're going to want to have a Bloody Mary. I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's break time again. So we will be right back. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. All right, Rebecca, it is time for the debate. Let's... But before you begin, what? I have something. What? That I want to present as evidence. What? But I haven't even given my evidence yet. Well, I mean, you can, but no. it might not matter after mine. Oh. So, do you remember yesterday? I do. <laughs> you remember what we did? Yes, what you made me do? Yes. So why don't you tell them about that? So yesterday you made us do the Bloody Mary ritual. In my bathroom mirror. In your bathroom mirror. Um, and it was not fun. Well, let's hear about it right now. Okay. All right, Rebecca. We're about to head into my bathroom to do the Bloody Mary thing. What are you... 
What are your thoughts going into this? I don't want to mock this. So what are your thoughts? I'm nervous. You're nervous. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me that thinks this is a kid game. Nothing's going to happen. But then I think, yeah, but what if something does? Okay. All right. What do you think could happen? Like, let's run through some of the possibilities here of what could happen. Well, I think we could see something. We could see something in the mirror, something super creepy. Like what? A face. A face? Yeah. Or our faces distorted? Maybe. Okay, so let's go through what we're going to do, too. Right. We're going to say... Bloody Mary, come to the mirror. And we're both going to say that at the same time. Right. And we're going to do it 13 times. 13 times. Okay. And then should we wait a couple minutes after doing it 13 times? I mean, at least a minute, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. We'll do a minute. And then we're done. And then, I guess, yeah. Now, okay. you're, I want everyone to know that you're, this is your idea. Yes, that you do not want to do this. No. But, but I'm going to do it in the name of Ghostly. It's, it's for investigation journalism. Yeah. It's what we have to look at it as. This is our own paranormal investigation. It is. <laughs> All right. So, let's go do this. All right. Bloody Mary, come to the mirror. 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 All right, so Rebecca, what happened after we said Bloody Mary, come to the mirror 13 times? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, but I recall that you said maybe it was because we were doing a recording. Right, we were recording and we had the candle and we didn't, we didn't turn around. I don't know. There's a lot of things that people say, but... But we, I was just going off of what Cheryl said. Right, exactly. So, so Cheryl did say that they didn't use a candle, though. Right. So we extinguished the candle. Mm-hmm. We turned off the recorder. And then what did we do? We did it again. We did it again. Now, is that scary to you? It was terrifying. I actually had my eyes closed for a good portion of it. I don't know if it works then if you have your eyes closed. Oh, I, I couldn't. I, I was so scared. I like. But after saying it 13 times, Mm -hmm. what did you see in the mirror? Nothing. Wait, nothing? Nope. Not even yourself? So it was void of you? It was so dark in that room. No, we could not see anything. (laughs) It was... (laughs) But then I turned on a light to allow you to see. Yeah. And what did you see? Still nothing. Not even yourself? (laughs) Yes, I was a vampire. (laughs) Could not see me. Okay. No, no, I could not. There was no, no bloody face, no any of that. Okay, so what are your overall thoughts of that evidence? I mean, you know, I it's uh yeah, nothing happened. I mean, it was it was scary to do. Um but I also think that we're older, right? So maybe okay. there's a reason um and that even though you were you didn't verbally make any fun of anything, you know, I'm sure your your team skeptic vibe I was totally serious was when there. I went into this, by the way. I was totally open-minded to the possibility. Just as any, you know, little girl would have been in my position. <laughs> well, I was very close-minded. I think I was very, like, I don't want to see anything. Well, I mean, that's not my fault. But I did present <laughs> the evidence to you. Yes. And so how would you rate this evidence, like, overall? Like... 
10 being this evidence really is like, it says everything. And zero being it says nothing. You mean like the quality of it as evidence of the of proof of any- how much do you believe the evidence that was presented to you? Um, I'm gonna give it a six. You were there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> you said the words. But there's a lot words. of variable variables. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ten. Okay. I'm gonna go ten. That this is really saying that there's no such thing as a bloody mary, too. Okay. So, okay, sorry to interrupt everything. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but people wanted to hear us do Bloody Mary. I understand, I understand. All right, well, I've got a few stories to read. Um, the internet is full of them. Oh, I'm sure, it's um, full of it. Wait. <laughs> it's full of it. <laughs> of course you say that. Yeah, I do. Uh, actually, it was interesting, though. There weren't as many stories online as I thought. It took me a bit of of uh, of looking to find them, but I did. Um, I you know, and I, I didn't write down all the different websites, but I of course I will put links to them on the show notes, and you can go out there and read all of them. There's a lot of similarities and okay. some differences. All right. Um, so I just picked three that I thought were were interesting. All right, I'm ready for them. Okay, first one. Um. My friend had a slumber party and they dared her to do Bloody Mary. You know, go into the bathroom, turn off the lights, light a candle, chant Bloody Mary 13 times and she will appear. For about 15 minutes, nothing happened. Then we heard her scream and she tried to get out of the bathroom. The door was stuck, but it didn't have a lock. When we got her out, she was crying and whimpering like a madman. We asked her what happened. She showed us her arms and there were scars there that had never been there before. Tons of them, like 20 scars. A few days later, they disappeared. She won't tell us what happened or what she saw when we asked her about it. She just looks at us in a hateful way. (laughs) One time she said she wished it had been Jenna that did it because it was Jenna's dare. This is Kelsey that told the story. Oh, Jenna. How dare you? Well, I picked this one because there was a lot of similarities to Cheryl's story, Mm -hmm. um, that it was a dare or that the, you know, someone wanted the others to do it. But then, but it was different because it was one person going in alone. Um, But the candle, the chanting, and then the whole thing of like, there'd be things happening after and like not wanting to tell the story. By the way, I've done the Bloody Mary thing looking in the mirror by myself too and saw nothing. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. With lights off. Okay. Because I do strange things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you think of this story? So there is a little scientific evidence with this story, though, Mm. that I would like to discuss. Um, Staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period can cause one to hallucinate. Also, you know, we said the chanting and the scrying both put you in different... um, physical um hypnotic kind of state trances maybe yeah 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 um so facial features may appear to melt or distort disappear or rotate while other hallucinating um causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire and it's currently in in a currently unidentified way Other possible explanations for this phenomena include illusions attributed at least partially to the uh, perceptual effects of Troxler's fading and possibly self-hypnosis. 
The color of the mirror can also have an effect, where silver-based mirrors portray a more masculine figure, while glass-based mirrors portray a feminine figure, like most people end up seeing. Okay, what's Troxler's fading? So, yeah, I'm glad that you asked that, Mm because I was going to get into that anyways. Um, Troxler's fading is an optical illusion affecting visual perception. Uh, When one fixates on a particular point for even a short period of time, an unchanging stimulus away from the fixation point will fade away and disappear. And recent research suggests that at least some portion of the um, perceptional phenomenon associated with Traxler's fading occurs in the brain. Interesting. Yeah, right? Okay. Um, I also didn't realize that there were silver-based mirrors versus glass-based mirrors. Well, before they um, figured out a way to make glass, uh, there couldn't be the mirrors that we see now, and they would use silver. Interesting. Yeah. And by the way, Troxler's uh, fading was first identified by Swiss physician Egan's Paul Vital Troxler. Okay. He's got a very weird name. Uh, <laughs> And it was in 1804. Interesting. And it was he was practicing in uh, Vienna at the time. Okay. So there is some credibility to that particular study. And then, therefore, this is what the scientific side might say, is that you're continuing to stare at yourself in the mirror. You're fixated on yourself. And the chanting of 13 times might put you in this hypnotic state enough where things start to distort in your, like in the vision around you. What is that called? The peripheral vision. Yeah, the peripheral vision. And um, that starts to appear to be like melting or distorting. Interesting. What about the locked door or not being able to get out? I think that she was freaked out. Okay. And when you're freaked out and you're trying to, you know, open something, sometimes that could be really difficult. Okay. And what about the scars on her arms? I think she did it. Like in her terrified state? Yes. I think that she did it in her terrified state. And also, she has never disclosed what actually happened. Mm, So there is no evidence there for your evidence. Mm. So how would you rate this one? I would rate your evidence for this to be a zero. Um, my evidence, I'm going to go as far as a 10 again, because I really believe it. I really believe though, that people like when you stare at something too long, it can, it can cause you to see things differently. There's all kinds of optical illusions that are out there on the internet that you can, um, that you can check out Mm. optical illusions. Okay. Well, I, you know, I am, uh, I'm going to give this one, um, a five. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it does seem, it is a little weird. No one was in there with her. She might have just freaked herself out. And there really is no evidence that a Bloody Mary came out. Right. We don't know. Okay, so evidence number two. All right. Okay. Here's another one, again, from the internet. Three weeks ago, I played the Bloody Mary game twice. My friend and I had just watched Ghost Whisperer, and I wanted to freak her out. I scare her all the time. So, (laughs) nice friend. Uh, so I so first I looked into the mirror in my living room, turned around three times while saying Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh, I just said it three times. 
Uh, at first, I was a little scared that she would show up. I looked deeper into the mirror and I checked all corners to see if I could see a ghost. No ghost. So I went into the bathroom. Lights off and door closed. My friend followed me and stood outside. She said, I don't think you should do this. What if it's real? Uh, I think it was more like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you should do this. <laughs> what if it's real? Okay. How did you like my reenactment? That, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. I was scared out of my mind, but I wanted to be the brave one. And I had always wanted to test it. So I did the same ritual. I stared into the mirror. Nothing. I stared in all corners. Then, right as I was about to turn on the switch, I caught a glimpse of someone. I looked closer. It was black and white and her mouth was wide open. I expected to hear a scream, but there was dead silence. There was black all around her eyes, and she was a clear image. I was frozen, so I just stood there looking. Then her arms lifted up, and her hands were bright red. A few of her nails were gone, and some were just about to be peeled off. When the hands appeared to grab my shoulders, a chill ran down my spine and a rush of cold air blew on my back. I screamed bloody murder, turned on the switch, and ran out of the door. My friend was standing with her mouth open, and I hugged her. I don't know why, though. I started crying, and I was so scared. I covered all the mirrors in my house. My mom didn't really care, and I still don't use that bathroom. I will never try that again, because now I believe it too well. All right. That is a very interesting story. Um, I would like to take us back all the way to the beginning of the story, um, where they talk about that she wanted to freak out her friend and that she scared her all the time. I believe this is all her trying to scare other people, not just her friend. I think she, she kind of, um, gets off on this a little bit. Of the scaring people. And this is a common thing. I mean, we like to kind of tease and and do stuff like this. I really believe that um, if she was scared, she was scared because she actually had a little bit of a belief in it um, because she wanted to try it out, too. It's just the way that that's written. It seems to portray this idea that, you know, hey, I don't think this is going to work, but I'm going to try it anyways. And going into something that way and having this little tinge of like, hey, I kind of believe this, but I don't really. And then having something, I don't know, it just, this to me, I don't often say it, but I think she's lying. Wow. I mean, I really don't. I really don't use that as evidence you very don't. often. You don't. Um, so for me, this one's a little more maybe believable just because okay. it was someone like, you know, it like it to me. It's it doesn't really quite fit the hallucin uh, the sorry the hypnotizing yourself piece mm -hmm. because she didn't see anything at first. She waited a minute and then she looked in different corners and finally is when she saw something. So like it wasn't necessarily like she was staring in her into her face and her 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 features got distorted. So it's a little different. Sure. Well, I would say too that. Standing in a dimly lit bathroom, it's easier to see things like this kind of thing. Because light can be coming in. Um, in order to see something in the mirror, there has to be some light. 
like we saw yesterday, there was no light coming in, mm-hmm. so we could not see anything out of the mirror. Sure. But if you had the candle or something like that, then the flickering could occur, and it could bounce off a glass that's already in there, like covering the lights or something, and it could make you think that you see something. I think the longer that she spent in the room, the more her eyes were becoming accustomed to the dark, which I learned when I was in... You know, when I was doing haunted houses that I was able to see when nobody else could because my eyes had become more accustomed to the dark. And it only takes 15 minutes or so. And I think her eyes were starting to. And with some little bit of light coming in, I believe that could cause it. Mm, So what rating would you give this one? Zero. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. I'm going to give this one... Um, a, a six. A six? Wow. Yeah. Like I said, slightly more believable than the last one. All right. Well, okay. we have one more piece of evidence. Yes, I got you. one more. Okay, right. here we go. Another story. This is a real experience I had a few years ago. Wait, you? No, oh, the person okay. that I'm reading. All right. Brooke. Uh, I was having a sleepover with my friend and my sister. We love to play pranks on each other and do scary things. Well, it was late at night and we decided to see if Bloody Mary was real. We only decided to do this because there are rumors she died at the school we went to at the time. We went into my bathroom and turned turned out all the lights. We turned around in circles, maybe seven times, and said Bloody Mary. The next thing I know, my sister and my friend screamed and ran out of the bathroom. I went out and asked what was wrong, and they said they saw her behind me with a knife. I didn't see her because I wasn't facing the mirror. Since then, I have believed in her and other stories like this. All right. So for this one, I'm, and this is Brooke, right? You this said? is Brooke, yes. All right. So um, I, I want to take us back to the history where I was talking about chanting and that chanting mixed with physical movements too, like dancing and stuff. So this is the turning around thing. Right. Yeah. This is another aspect that some people do. So they're also distorting their their sense of... Um, sense of reality by doing that. You're getting slightly dizzy, you know, and you're chanting. You're doing two things. It's putting you in a more, um, it's putting you in a different, it's putting you in a, a trance, right? Like I've been part of lots of drum circles. Have you ever done a drum circle? No. And, you know, the first one that I was ever in, it felt so magical because there were so many people and it was so rhythmic. Just the idea of banging on those drums can put you into this trance. And this trance can be very, very powerful. I mean, I'm a skeptic, but I totally believe that that can cause you to have a different state of mind when, like when you're done. So turning, saying, that can definitely do things. Also, she said that she liked to mess with her friends and her friends liked to mess with her. She never saw the person with the knife. I'm thinking her friends were just messing with her. Mm. Poor Brooke. Well, I don't know that her friends were messing with her, but this one I don't find as believable just because, as you said, they were spinning and in the mood and whatever. And um, the whole thing with her carrying a knife, like that's not a typical thing that you hear for this. Like it's usually a face or blood or something. I don't know. It just seemed very different. 
than mm. the other stories. Um, it could be them pranking, but that seem. It, here's the thing about why I wouldn't think that is that like I would imagine that would last for all of about like a minute <laughs> before you'd start laughing oh, <laughs> and sure. admitting that you made it up because well, you have to. That's know. the fun part. Maybe or maybe that's the maybe they've been doing this for a while and they needed to heighten that. <laughs> but let me ask you this: Yeah, if I told you to stand up and to turn 13 times could you imagine what that would feel like oh my god that I would, dizziness i would fall over and puke okay but you could imagine that dizziness yes now mix it in with another source that's putting you in a more relaxed state that's the chanting mm-hmm. and then you're also doing this scrying thing where you're messing with the room's light because you're not, you don't have the lights on when you're in there. So mm-hmm. it's not typically what you're going to see. Bathrooms could be a scary place too. Yes. I mean, how often do you check the shower if it if the curtain is closed when you go in there? I keep the curtain open. Oh, okay. Because I, okay, so my story is when I was young, um, I saw... Um, uh, Psycho? No, I saw The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. And I was very, like, way too young to have been taken to see this movie. Mm. <laughs> and so when I came home, for some reason, I decided that I was positive that Darth Vader was not oh. only in our home, but was in the shower. He was hiding in the shower waiting oh, for me. Because when Luke was in the the forest, right? And he was... When he saw Darth Vader, it no, kinda, that's 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 Empire Strikes Back. That's not Empire. It oh, is. is it? Oh, in the cave when he was yeah, in, the in the cave. cave yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes. Sorry. Jeez. Yes. So, I, whatever. I don't know. I was like I said. I was a. <laughs> I was a toddler. I think age. Like I was. I'm. So I'm Empire old. Strikes Back was um, your first horror movie. It pretty much was in mm. some ways. Oh my gosh. But yeah. So I. Uh, so anyway. So no. I. I. But yes. I do often think about um somebody being in the shower. I also I, even though well we're gonna talk about things but uh, I will always think about Bloody Mary in the bathroom to this day. Just still like wow. a, a thing that's there. Hmm. And I think of Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. So how do you rate Brooks' evidence here? I rate Brooks' evidence different than my other ones. Okay. Because if I can go negative, I would. <laughs> this is this is like really low zero. A low zero. Like a yeah, a new like one a super low zero. <laughs> super low zero. All right. Well, I I'm actually gonna give this one a, a three. Wow. Yeah, it's real low. It's real like low. This one. Yep. Maybe because you did this yourself. You looked in the mirror and did this yourself. Now. No, it, it's not that. I mean, I'm, you know, the thing for me is that I rarely had anything paranormal happen to me. Only one thing slight. Um, and that we'll, we'll definitely do an episode on someday. But, um, you know, so I don't necessarily always expect paranormal things to happen to me. And that doesn't mean that I don't believe they happen to others. But um, this particular story, I, I'm a little doubtful of. Okay. All right. So now... We're ready. Well, no, we have to do overall rating. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So my overall rating of this, yeah, it's going to be a zero. Okay, shocking. I, I averaged out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four. A four. I, this is the lowest I think you've ever been I, from. One overall. of the few. I feel like there was one other time where I was pretty low like this, but um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Bloody Mary is that I I do think that it's possible that people could stare in the mirror, um, and and have and call forth an entity of some 
sort. Like if you are a paranormal person or someone that has that energy, whatever. Um, but I, a lot of people will talk about doing this ritual and having something else come forward. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, but the Bloody Mary it, itself, I do not think. I think there's just too much questioning about like the actual story, mm. the source. I, I just, I, I do doubt it. I mean, I don't doubt that sometimes people might see something or call forth something, but I, I don't think that it's Bloody Mary. All right. Well, that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time, and we will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. Hey. (laughs) Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. All right. And go. All right. So, you know, I already just kind of was talking about this, but, you know, I do doubt this one. I don't doubt that some people have had experiences doing this ritual that were scary, that were that where they saw something odd um, that could be either from the Troxler effect or something weird, you know, with their face um, or even something paranormal. But I don't necessarily believe that the Bloody Mary ghost entity, whatever exists, um, and that if you, if you do this, you will for sure, you know, see her. Um, I just, there's too much doubt, um, that I have for this, to be honest. It's, uh, it's very odd for me to make this as my final argument. Um, but that's where I'm at. All right. You have 10 seconds. I never have 10 seconds left. That's pretty amazing. I had trouble with the start button. Oh, okay. So that's why you that's have why. it. So I, you would have actually had a couple extra seconds. <laughs> well, I didn't need it. All right. Well, you're done anyways. All right. You ready? That was it. Yes, okay. I am ready. All right. And go. So one of the things that I didn't talk about when we were talking about the how, the how these things work is that there's also magical words. Magic with a K. M-A-G-I-C-K. Um, so magical words have this effect on us. They, they don't really do anything, but they make us feel something. So in a lot of cultures, um, people would change their names at different points in their lives to make themselves feel different things. That's a magical word. I changed my name when I was, you know, pagan, and it made me feel like I had more power and more control over things. It actually is just a symbol for you. And that's how a lot of magic works, is what is symbolic to you. I think that this, is added with everything else, I think that this is just suggesting something to yourself. Wow. Look at that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family, as word of mouth is our best advertisement. We will be doing another Listener's Choice episode. And that episode will come out on August 5th. If you want to vote on what you'd want to hear, go to the website and click on polls or join Ghostly Society on Facebook. Yeah, we cannot wait to see what you guys pick. Yeah, and you know, we definitely have some some good picks in there too. So we're really, really excited. And uh, remember to get ready for that... uh that uh, quiz. Yeah, I would suggest binge listening. Binge again. listening again. Yeah. Easily. And uh, 
and write us a review if you have a moment. Absolutely. Apple Podcast uh, reviews are great for spreading the word of Ghostly, and it lets other people know that this is something that's of quality. Yeah. And if you've made it this long, then I'm assuming you're thinking it's quality or that you cannot find the stop button. (laughs) And if so, I'm very sorry that we've just kept babbling on and on. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. And until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.